and I find that huge Wim Hof, that breathing in, and then that just that tiny little release, mm-hmm. and it's basically hyperventilating. But I do maybe <laughs> yeah. five to ten breaths of yeah. that, and yeah. all of a sudden I feel uh, you know super oxygenated, and the muscles don't gas out. Welcome to another edition of The Human Podcast. I'm your host once again, Tim Spencer, and I am here back recording live, so excited, back in Madrid with two of my good friends, Rich and Zeb. How are we doing today, guys? I'm great, yo. Nice to have Tim back. Quarantine's starting to like open up a little bit. Things are about to get normal in Madrid, so it's nice. It's a nice, hot, really hot fucking summer. Zeb, what about you? Man, everything's good. It's great to, it's great to have you back. Uh, Madrid, blue skies, sun, as always. And yeah, like Rich just mentioned, things are lifting up. Quarantine is loosening and life is kind of coming back to normality. So you came back at the right time. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like something that Rich and I, we spoke a ton about throughout quarantine. And Zeb, we spoke about this more recently since I returned to Spain is kind of how throughout this time of so much uncertainty, uh, I feel like all of us have realized even more so how important Uh, our breathing is and how important Mm -hmm. meditation practice can be and is for achieving a decrease in stress, just feeling better physically in terms of strength amongst a whole other uh, bunch of things. And today I I brought you guys on because I really wanted to talk to you about kind of just what meditation practices you participate in, different types of breathing that you guys are into and kind of why. Uh, I feel like this is something that for me at least has uh, become increasingly important to me as i been practicing Wim Hof like just a ton in this last uh, six months or six months or so, uh, and so to get things started, maybe like I think it'd be funny to maybe talk more about what we thought of meditation, yoga, breathing before we even like got into it uh, in these last few years. Whichever one of you wants to kick that off, go ahead. So I always looked at meditation growing up as something that professional athletes did or CEOs did, and so I kind of looked at it as something that would work immediately. And as I've learned this year, it's, it's something that you need to practice and that you learn pretty much every time you meditate, you learn something new about yourself. Where I just thought it was just sitting down, clearing your mind and you're good. You're going to be stress-free. You're going to be happier. You're going to be everything. But really, it's kind of like it's the same thing as working out or eating healthy. Just, did, did you ever feel like there were maybe moments before you got into meditating where you were like, oh, damn, like maybe I should try this today. But no, no, no like I'm not going to maybe I won't do it right. Or did you ever have concerns like that? Yeah, for sure, especially with something like Wim Hof, especially because no one's really familiar with all these breathing techniques. Um, And so you read a a blog post about maybe a technique that makes you hold your breath and builds CO2 in your system, and it'll say, like, yo, you can only do this four times. Like, you need to be careful. You can only do this once or twice. But then that's that's where, like, the learning and the research comes in and reading books, articles, listening to podcasts, and you start realizing that you you can, like, learn your own way. There's no right way is something Mm -hmm. that I've Mm -hmm. learned. But yeah, beforehand, you know, you think that you have to be, like, you have to be sitting down with your legs crossed, oming, or taking like, like weird, like short breaths and stuff. But in reality, yeah. so, there's so many different techniques, techniques, different breathing takes you to different places. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Zach? My uh, preconceived notions of, I guess, meditation and breathing techniques. Growing up, I was a very different person, and I would say that these things fell completely on deaf ears. It was something that wasn't in line with who I thought I was, what I thought I was capable of. I never really looked into it deeply, but it kept popping up. There were people around me who who were, were interested in these things and maybe those sort of more-minded people. 
So yeah, I picked up information here and there, but it never really, it never really took root until I met someone that was quite similar to me. We had similar interests. We started hanging out and chilling. And yeah, he used to sort of meditate and things, and he just kind of gave me a crash course in his cool way or whatever, and and it kind of resonated more with me. And at that point, a very simple technique of having a black dot on a page and having it roughly a meter or two away from where you were, and just focusing on that black dot, nothing else, and just focusing on the breathing and the black dot, and really clearing your mind. And yeah, I really only delved in for a, a couple of weeks to a month, but. That was my first foray into it, and then I learned that I'd been breathing all along. I'd been doing martial arts, and I'd been stretching. And after class, he'd sit you down, and you'd breathe, and you'd sit in a certain position to relax, and or lie down even. And like literally, breathing is connected with all kinds of sports, all kinds of uh, mm-hmm. human endeavors. Like you'll find yourself taking a deep breath during an exam, taking a deep breath before you give a speech. Me just now before I started speaking, I took a deep breath. You know, for sure, yeah. oxygen for the brain, and it's uh, it's the secret that everyone sort of knows, and it's kind of underappreciated. It's really funny that you frame it in that light because, to the point you made, like I can remember before exams being told, like, "Hey, take a deep breath." Or I always remember mm-hmm. uh, as a kid, like playing footy, right before I step up to take a pen or for a kick, take a breath before you step up for an at bat, take yeah. a deep breath, right. But it's funny now thinking about how that's such, like, that's not even 1% of the equation, right? Like, exactly. That's you just dipping your toes into it, taking that first breath. And I think what we've been realizing, like, in these past few months especially, is just that if you dive into it more, there's so much more to be gained from it. And I think, like, for me at least, I always felt a ton of pressure towards meditation, mm and yoga not yoga as much because i think of that as more of like a total body thing mm-hmm. whereas meditation does feel more for the mind and for the spirit but i guess i always just felt pressure to do it in a specific way as you were talking about to be in a specific pose um but yeah wim hof like for me at least was something that i tried one time at like a soccer camp where i was working one of the directors showed it to us and you know, it's those three sets of 20 breaths just rapidly mm-hmm. in through the nose, out through the mouth. And then on e- at the end of each of those, holding your breath for as long as you can. And after that, I was just like, I physically feel amazing. Like, yeah. I feel so focused. Didn't you do that as a kid? You would do that as a kid. It's like an accessible thing. Wim Hof's uh, style or his approach to, to what he does, he, he's always reminding you that anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. He's not special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just need to do it. And he, he simplifies it down to, yeah, like you said, those 20 breaths in and, and then holding your breath at the end. And yeah, I remember hundreds of times as a kid, like messing around and, mm-hmm. and doing stuff like that. So it's all very familiar. Mm-hmm. And, and in that sense, and you were talking about feeling a pressure when it came to meditation. I felt a pressure, but it was more because uh, I felt so far from it, as I previously mm-hmm. mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt a pressure to, to succeed, to find this space, to find this quietness and for once clear my erratic mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the pressure would build the more that I couldn't find that space. And sure. exactly. that affected my you know my initial forays into, into meditation and breathing techniques mm-hmm. in a way to relax. And for sure. And I feel like now you're kind of touching on like why it's important to do it. Yeah, you got to find time for it because I felt the exact same way. I feel like when I started learning about meditation and breathing techniques, I was, one, trying to start out too fast. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to do Wim Hof for 30 minutes and I'm going to meditate for 30 minutes. I'm going to do this one and that one. That's heavy. It's so heavy. Yeah, you're, just get, you're getting excited and you start, you do like maybe one set of one day, you do three sets of Wim Hof. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. If I do all of these breathing things or if I meditate mm-hmm. every day, I'm going to feel amazing. 
but then like work, social life, everything uh, becomes a factor mm-hmm. and you can't make time for it. So then you start when you're aware of the outside variables creating stress and what like, and you're aware of the positive impacts of meditation and breathing and you can't do it because mm-hmm. you don't have, you still don't know how to do it. You haven't built a, you haven't built a habit. Um, you don't know what works for you. It's kind of like a sad feeling when you're just like, yo, like I'm like stressed, but I can't do anything about it, even though I know what to do. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to do it, but impatiently not seeing results or whatever yeah. it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I guess I, I get impatient when it comes to, to things like that. I guess everyone is these days. You want to see quick, quick results. But when it comes to things like this, it's, uh, it's training a muscle. The, that muscle is uh, your mind or your lungs. I don't know. Yeah, it's something that to the point you're making, like it, it's such a process like everything yeah. else. And don't get me wrong, like does each individual time I do Wim Hof, each individual time I meditate and then take a cold shower, do I feel great? Absolutely. Like I do feel in the moment. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about me being able to do 30 breaths and the next time 35, 40, my progress has been unbelievably slow. Yeah. Unbelievably slow. Same. Because I'm so happy to feel like I'm good at the level I'm at mm-hmm. and not feel, again, the pressure. Of, like, when, when I was back home in quarantine, Wim Hof changed from something to what you were saying. It started as, okay, I have work, I have school, I have social life. And with my free time, I'm going to make the time to relax for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. breathe, meditate now with all this free time it's become more of like an objective something to check off for me at least and that's now then turned into something where i have to fight the urge to be like all right well if it's an objective then i really should be improving each day and it's like no Mm -hmm. it's it's not objective it's kind of just more just i'm trying to make it more about just who i am which is something we've been discussing like Mm -hmm. a ton right but i do feel like there is that subtle pressure like with anything you do to want to see improvement to want to Mm -hmm. see those immediate results yeah yeah and something that's hard to ascertain if you're making, you know, if you're making progress, I guess you count the breaths, but at the same time, depending on how much sleep you've had, how much uh, exercise you've done that day, maybe even what, how much you've ingested or how full up you are. I don't know what yeah. bio- biologically what affects how many breaths you can take, but uh, that could all be a factor. So maybe the Definitely. number isn't too isn't too important but the consistency that you've been keeping mm-hmm. exactly yes yeah i think once you get past, especially with something like wim hof where you can get um, lightheaded and dizzy yes. i think in the very beginning when you are building a habit it's important to have like the 20 breaths two or three sets you know like your time to see how long you're holding your breath but when i once i hit the groove with wim hof i just stopped um i would just keep the timer for 10 or 20 minutes depending on how i feel that day and then I just go, like, one set I could do 20, one set I could do 50, one set I could do 30, like, maybe yeah. all of them are 50. It just kind of, like, by doing it every single day or most days and building the habit, now my body can tell me, like, how much oxygen and CO2 it needs to the breathing. Yeah, yeah, quick question. Since, uh, since the start of this lockdown, you two have both been quite consistent with this? I would say I've been doing it minimum, like, five times a week for the last five four, times four, four months so with, I- with, the, with the cold shower. Yeah. Right, so we're looking at you know eighty percent of the time, eighty five percent of the time. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, pretty consistent. And just for the listeners there, <laughs> I have been not not been consistent at all. With uh, maybe I've had four cold showers in the past six months. <laughs> I, I get. I'm really bad with cold water. Uh, it's one of my. Just, it's one of my weaknesses. It's really <laughs> one of my weaknesses, and it's. Uh, I shamefully admit that, but um, I do employ Wim Hof breathing almost every day, not in the uh, sort of capacity that these guys do, but it's sort of at the gym, uh, feeling a little bit, you know, like super tired or whatever, and I need a a little boost to get through whatever the next set, 
and I find that huge Wim Hof, that breathing in, and then that just that tiny little release, mm-hmm. and it's basically hyperventilating. But I do maybe <laughs> yeah. five to ten breaths of yeah. that, and yeah. all of a sudden I feel uh, you know super oxygenated, and the muscles don't gas out. See, and that's so finish. that's so practical. Yeah, you know yeah. I'm saying for everyone that's be like, why do I need to meditate? Like, what's it going to do for me? Why do I need to do these oh, breathing techniques? What's it what's going to do? Mm. Right, that's such a great example. If you're at the gym, you're a little tired. Instead of being like, oh, I'll just skip this set, or I'll do no. it, but not do it with a hundred percent. Right, you can bring that energy out of you with with breath. Exactly. Well, going on what you're saying too, I would say that I've probably done it most, like pretty much every day for the like past like month and a half. Mm -hmm. But on that note, some days maybe I'll do two sets of ten breaths or something. It's kind of similar to you. Like I hadn't done it today until until I had like a little break in work, Mm. and I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna have this break. Like there was a no show with the video chat, so I just um, started doing breathing, and I think it was like two or three set, sets, but nothing super intense. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like going super crazy, but I still count that. You've been talking about how Wim Hof's become like a habit for you. And Zeb, you were, you highlighted that for both of us. Like, Rich, we turned it into something we're trying to be. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a, good, that's a good way to put it. Why do you think it was something that for you at least, you recognized as an important thing to turn into a habit instead of having it as just an activity, you know? Yeah, well, I read a book called Atomic Habits in the fall. And I, at this point, I had meditated like every once in a while, try to, you know, whenever I realized, realized when I was like down a little bit, didn't have, was low energy, I would try to do it, but it wasn't consistent. In that book, it was talking about just kind of like starting your habits small, you know, doing something for five or 10 minutes uh, every single day. And this is also around the same time when I started realizing that like meditation and breathing is something that you start now. Like we've seen like amazing progress since we've started. But I'm also looking at it as like, yo, I can, if I do this for 10 years straight, I'm going to be like so fucking in the present. That's, yeah, it's just going to be sick. So you feel like by practicing meditation, you feel like it's a reflective activity that kind of helps ground you in the present? Exactly, exactly. So reading that book, I started, um, you know, realizing, and it kind of makes sense with anything, like working out, eating right, um, studying for school. Um, when, you first, when you're first starting out, you want to do a little bit and then you start building and building. Um, so that was when I was like, okay, I need to make meditation or one of these things a habit. So I started doing five minutes a day and I was just so in so much of a better mood. Um, I was reflecting a lot on my past, my behaviors, my actions, and um, was just kind of coming to like really peaceful conclusions about how to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started doing more research on different breathing techniques. I already knew about Wim Hof. I had done it a few times and I loved it. And then so I started like doing more research on him, found uh, his course and a few videos from that. And that's when I really decided that I needed to do at least five minutes a day of something like appreciation, affirmation, meditation, breathing or something. Mm -hmm. And then I was just doing it every day for like a month or two months. And it just kind of became, like I said, like I would be walking down the street. I was alone. Like, yo, no one's around me. No one's going to be weirded out if I just start taking like deep breaths, even if they're silent. So I'll get it in. And then um, so that's just how it kind of like became me. And now, like especially in quarantine, like you said, now it's just so much free time. During quarantine, I was waking up at like 9 a.m., you know, like Whoa. I didn't have work until like 11 <laughs> or noon, even if I was staying up late and all my roommates were sleeping. So I was like, okay, like I'll just do like 30, I'll just set a timer for 30 minutes and mm-hmm. watch TV, listen to a podcast, listen to music, just bump out Wim Hof. And then I started realizing that the more I did that, then like even if I started off slow by the last like four or five sets of the 30 minutes, I was just like kicking it 50 breaths, holding yeah, bro, it for like two fucking, minutes. Like, I think that's mental, like much Wim Hof as I do, like I've said this to you so many times, like I'm looking to put in 10 to 15 minutes of like full maximum fucking work yeah. and I'm done. Mm. And, but, I, and I do my cold shower and then I'm out for the day. You yeah. know? Whereas like what you're talking about, 
I feel like the ability to recognize it as an important part of your life and be like, yeah, like I'm going to watch TV or like put on YouTube or listen to podcasts, but you know what? Like I also can do this. Like it always mm-hmm. makes, makes me think about people that when they're younger and they're training for sport, it's like, oh, I'm watching the game, commercials, crank out five push-ups. Yeah, stretching, yeah. stretching, watching a movie. Like uh-huh. I have a friend, uh, Donnie, you'll probably hear from him at some point. He used to just sit uh, in the splits watching anime and then he'd like forget. <laughs> his, like, his legs would go numb and then he'd be like, ah, I'd, like have to sit up and he couldn't straighten his, you know, couldn't yeah. bend his legs and stuff. And amazing, amazing that you can not just squeeze it in, but yeah, efficiently sort of employ it, you know, like have it as part of your life without that pressure yeah so to speak you sound like an addict man (laughs) yo i've actually that that thought has crossed my mind so many times during quarantine i was i found myself just like doing breathing exercises and i was Mm. like yo am i depending on this too much (laughs) to make me relax but then i came to the conclusion that it's breathing like it's because we hold our breaths randomly when we start getting stressed out and anxious Mm -hmm. during the day Mm. so even if i'm not i did i have kind of like try to tone down my wim hof just because that's super intense (laughs) but um in this book i read it's called breath there's just a bunch of slow breathing exercises that are supposed to be really quiet and it's supposed to just like slow down, bring you into the present, help like nice. blood pressure and stuff. And so, yeah, like I'll be watching TV with my, my roommates who, who are also awesome because they'll be walking into the room and I'll just be like, <laughs> like just going at it. Yeah, and they're just like, oh yeah, Richard's just doing his breathing. But like we're just watching TV and no one's hearing me, but I'm doing like four seconds in, eight seconds out. And yes. that's just included too because yes. I'm breathing either way. Why not be conscious in, in the moment because that also a lot, because I've been meditating and practicing with podcasts and music and stuff, mm-hmm. I can do it and have a conversation with someone, you know, because I'm not like holding my breath. It's not like I'm timing anything. I'm just like, yeah. while they're talking yeah. to me, I'm yeah. taking a few deep breath, like a few second deep breath in and then letting mm-hmm. out for like four or five seconds. Have you noticed uh, any physiological changes like cardiovascular fitness and or anything yeah, like man, that? Yeah, yeah. Bro, Dude, I was so going to say, so hold it, like so training much. your lungs like that. Yeah. Also, the like way, Pinks so, and Gracie <clears throat> style breathing and all that. Yeah, so like the way, the way I was introduced to Wim Hof that first time uh, by that director of that football camp was him being like, I do this before I play because it opens mm-hmm. up my diaphragm. Yeah. I do think it's helped my ability to run long distance. Mm-hmm. Not as much, I would say, maybe from, I think from a mental standpoint more than anything. For mm-hmm. me, just being able to, once I get into whatever activity I'm doing, the ability to just stay present and to be locked in. And obviously that, I feel like, is such a weird term, being locked in, right? Because it, yeah. it's different for literally everyone and it's different whatever the context is. I would call it flow state. Flow state. Yeah. I think what... For with, martial arts or... Yeah, yeah. And, and flow is something that I've been looking at a lot in the last year from a footballing perspective, kind of how to get players to achieve that. Mm. And I've always felt like I've had better flow throughout a day. Or I don't even want to say I have better flow. I think I increase the probability that I will find flow throughout the day if at some point in the beginning of the day I take the time to do Wim Hof. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about anything when I'm doing this like i'm counting numbers whatever song i listened to most recently that's banging in my head that's it it's more me just being like i've decided to make the decision every day to take the time to do this once i've made this decision now the next decision i'll make it and then i once i get in the habit of all right it's noon and i've already made eight decisions then when we get into the afternoon if i'm not too lazy and i don't just start playing video games for example boom i'm ready to start making decisions about a ton of different things. yes moving forward in, in whatever you had in mind the night before yeah i mean i i hear you guys and i i always hear your connections to uh with breathing and meditation that's a very natural connection and these two things always go hand in hand and i always find it hard to clear my mind or find a meditative state however you want to word it Mm -hmm. but through just the pure focus and like 
the me just almost trying to force the issue and really just focusing on the breathing, which can sometimes, depending on what breathing technique you're doing, mm-hmm. can be a bit taxing after a while to maintain. And you're like, wow. And, and it really does take a degree of focus, which if you can zone into that, mm-hmm. if you can flow state into that, that's when I think uh, I've seen my best meditative states. Yeah. Um, and it's come through the, not physical exertion, but yeah, the application of this breathing technique that I have found that empty mind because I've been focusing on nothing but that. Yeah, I, um, I feel that. And like, I'm a really terrible long distance runner. I'm just not the guy to, to run at all. But when it comes to sort of martial arts, uh, hitting the bag, I don't do classes anymore because there's too many young guys out there that kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wouldn't say either yeah. near you are that person. No, but, no, no. No, but just, to, just to clarify, bags don't hit back. So I like to just yeah. hit boxing bags, um, do rounds if I can. Yeah. But once you hit the flow state, which would be focusing on the technique, on the footwork, on, on moving and being light but heavy at the same time, whatever, imagining a, an opponent and countering, sometimes I don't realize how tired I am until my ankle will tweak or I'll, I'll hear a friend will come over at the gym and then I'll pull my headphone out and then just realize actually how hot I am, how yeah. dripping with sweat I am and, mm-hmm. and how tired I am. And it mm-hmm. was, you know, this high degree of focus that sort of meditative state that kept me uh, mm-hmm. physically going it's almost. cool it's cool that you're talking about it as a state that you you can be in without being crisscross applesauce on the floor lights off mm-hmm. like no yeah. one around you know it's mm-hmm. something that you're describing as something that you have the ability to take with you into different contexts right and mm-hmm. so i think about nights early this year like pre-corona when we would go out or we'd be about to go out and it'd be like hey we're about to go to this party. We don't maybe know that many people. What if we just like did breathing for 10 minutes before we go? We just do like two sets of Wim Hof. Did you do that? And we did that yeah, a few yeah. times. And savages. It, it, it was something that Rich worded so perfectly to the people that were, we were hanging out with. Like we're at his apartment and it's something that like he knows obviously like I'm going to be down to do. Mm. Right. But, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a second, but that's not actually something that even if you're friends with people, they're all going to be like, oh, yeah, of course, let's do let's that. Let's do it, guys. Yeah. 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 Everyone claps yeah, exactly. and yeah. gets ready to do it. Like, no. people, yeah. like, and so Rich has to say in this way of like, we don't have to do it at all. I just think it'd be something that like could potentially be really nice. And like, we should just try it out. Like, why not? You know, like yeah. we're going to be here for another 15, 20 minutes anyway. Why not? And on those evenings where we did it, I found that we all had like a really nice time. And I felt yeah. very much in the present and again, it, it's not like I was freaking out stressed and we were like, oh my God, mm-hmm. oh my God, like how is this party going to be like? It was just like, hey, we feel good. Exactly. Why not feel better? Exactly. Oxygenated brains. Yeah. It's because whenever we're anxious, we're not in the present. We're, it's usually, I mean, there's obviously times yeah, when there's danger. Within or whatever. Own, yeah. Within your own uh, safety precautions exactly. and stuff. And there's different, le- yeah, exactly. And there's different levels, but <clears throat> say you're going to a party, a pregame where you don't really know, know anyone. That's like a little bit of anxiety in your system, but it's because you're thinking about the future or maybe something happened last week at work and you're thinking about that. So just breathing, being conscious of your breath, it brings you yeah. to the present and you're like, yo, because breathing is I telling your body. Go, man. I mean, yeah, you dude. guys, you guys have been going out, uh, as you can tell, these, these guys are social butterflies, <laughs> uh, slightly <laughs> more of a, a recluse and just hearing these guys talking about uh, just breathing through that anxiety. I mean, guys, you wouldn't catch me dead at someone's. I mean, you would. You would if I. <laughs> I mean, you would, but I, I find it hard to to go to sort of places that I'm not sure if I'm invited or. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I get I get going out anxiety anyway, and I don't know why why I do. Like I walk out and it feels like I'm going to an exam of some sort that I haven't prepared for. Um, Dude, that, that resonates. Like I, yeah. I think I think the way you describe that as well is something that everyone has the ability to feel on any given night that they go out, mm-hmm. given the um, the variables of that evening. And you force through it though, man. Well, there's been a couple times when our friends have been like, yo, do you guys ever talk to anyone besides each other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think, I, let, let me say this, on the point that you're getting at, I think there's an argument to be made that because we're focusing so much on finding peace, on having a good evening, on being present, I think there are times, there are evenings where we lack what people would call maybe direction in our evening. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, we kind of go about our night. Those aimlessly. are the best nights. Those are the best. Those nights. are the best. Those nights. are the ones we will look for. Exactly. Well, at least I do. Ex- Not yeah. too yeah. much aimless wandering, but like a few little spots. No, no attachment. Plan, mm-hmm. And shit gets real. No attachment yeah. to anything or, or mm-hmm. any set. Yeah. No expectations. or expectations. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing. And destination we, in any way. That's the thing we come back to so much, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if we're constantly reflecting, working to be in the present, working on seeing things with an own perspective, it's hard to go into an evening with expectations. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel like on the times, on the evenings where we've meditated or we've um, done some sort of breathing exercise or gra- a, a gratitude exercise, I feel like then it makes no sense to go into the evening with expectations. Yeah. I kind of want to get into now, similar to what we discussed at the very beginning with our preconceived notions, <clears throat> And kind of what we were saying when like you bring it up to a group of people, like, hey, do you guys want to meditate right now? How do you feel like meditation and not just Wim Hof, which we spoke about a lot, but mm-hmm. any breathing mm-hmm. techniques yeah. that you guys like to do, how do you feel like those sort of habits and behaviors are perceived by like our peers, people in our age group, just like people in the world? Because at least, all, I can at least think of people looking at that and being like, oh, you're a hippie. Or like, like, oh, like you obviously do X, Y, and Z because you meditate or just stuff like that. I would have said exactly that probably 10, 13 years ago. That was what, like, oh, hippie shit or something like that. Something ridiculous. Because that, I guess, would be your uneducated mind kind of associating it with the free, you know, the free mind, the free thinking. And I guess in a sense, though, right? But, um... But yeah, just a little bit of research into who actually meditates, like some of these absolute savages or boxers or yeah. like the, these sportsmen at the top of their game that like have like hypnotists even. Mike Tyson, when he was just absolutely ripping people's heads off, he had a hypnotist. Mm-hmm. You know, these these kind of meditative states are very powerful tools. and Of channeling the mental energy, sure. which then yeah. helps you harness the physical yeah, energy. connecting the mind and the body, like mm-hmm. getting rid of all the crap, all of the nerves and... So you would say, like, you feel as though, even still now today, breathing practices, meditation practices, yoga, active dynamic stretching, these are things that would make a really positive difference in sports if they were highlighted more. 100%. And I I think that there's been, there has been a shift. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. I think so as well. Ten years ago, you know, much less uh, information even. I guess Instagram and all, all these other sort of social medias just blown up and there's so much information online. And there's so much of it. There's so many different breathing techniques, and there's some yoga yogas that are all based in breathing as well. I did a bit of uh, Ashtangi yoga. Sorry if I mispronounced it. <laughs> Ashtangi, Ashtanga, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all about sort of this breathing through the nose. Uh, you sort of make this nose, this noise with your throat, 
and it's uh, to promote I think body heat and like temperature from the core mm -hmm. and the guy the video that I was watching the guy sort of explained how around about now you should be feeling like this <laughs> glowing warmth radiating from your core and as soon as he said that <laughs> I sort of noticed that I wasn't just dripping with sweating and completely uncomfortable because of yoga but I was in fact like radiating almost like Goku in Dragon Ball Z yeah. like, <laughs> yes. I, felt, I felt just like a super you got Saiyan you a heart yeah. just building exactly, exactly that and when the next times I was sort of cold waiting at the bus stop or waiting on a waiting for a train on a train platform the coldest places on earth <laughs> I, I did that breathing in the no, in and out of the nose but making the, the noise with my throat and uh, lo and behold you start yeah. to radiate heat that well that's crazy that you say that because I remember in the winter time I didn't bring my jacket with mm. me from New York and I remember going out and Rich, Rich and I would go out and Rich would go out in a fucking t-shirt or like just exactly. like can't pay for coat check. You know? exactly. <laughs> I always I always leave it there. I'm on a budget. Yeah. I'm on a budget. Exactly. And Rich was, Rich was just like, dude, if you do Wim Hof, you just like won't get cold. Yeah. And Breathe as you walk, right? Yeah. And yeah. so when we as we would walk, we would do like mini sets of Wim Hof. Right. And like, listen, you can listen to this and be like, it's placebo. You can do yeah, yourself. Yeah, do it. I'm just I'm just saying, like I didn't get cold. Like I was yeah. sweating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and sweat dripping boots. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like the cold showers. Cause I remember the cold shower when I first oh, started. I love, I love it was 10, 30 seconds. As soon as it hits you, I would go from hot to cold as soon as it hits you. It's like, oh, like you're just yeah. gasping, trying to get air, because your body's freaking out. And that's what breathing and meditation tells your body that you're safe, you're in a safe spot, you're mm -hmm. okay, you're not gonna mm -hmm. die. And so like but you get used to it. And so now, I mean it's really hot here, it's like hundred degrees here in yeah. Madrid and like the center of a cement city, so it's really hot. But I just pop it on, fully cold. Yeah, done. On my that. exhale, go in, and it's yo. I love fine. that. I love that. Shit. Donnie goes fully cold, man. I'm like, I'm one third, one quarter cold at the even, even now. Mm -hmm. And it is sometimes it makes me gasp. But do you feel? But when you do that, because you spoke earlier about how like one of your weaknesses, right? Yeah, my kryptonite. Your kryptonite cold water. So like yeah. when you not cold weather or temperature, yeah, but just cold water. Cold water on yes. the skin just messes with me but really do hard. you feel like for those few seconds let's say that you maybe go cold water do you feel what what do you feel when that happens then okay if i've done a hard session of the breathing prior to that which yeah. the only times i i ever had the cold shower was when i'd done that breathing mm -hmm. um was doing that breathing and then went to cold yeah there was like a certain few seconds where i feel like the coldness was almost evaporated away yes um yes and i could and there was a space there for a for a few seconds, a second maybe, before like all my doubt and like natural like yeah like came exactly. in and then I started tensing up and mm -hmm. it felt like knives and I was yes just, exactly no for sure that and that's something that was crazy to to see going back to the process yeah. of like I remember come I remember knowing about Wim Hof for a while doing it every now and then and then coming to your crib mm. and then we were like chilling and someone put on a Vice video like a long one about Wim Hof yeah. Right. And, and after watching that and talking about it for so long, it just felt like I felt, I, felt, I just, too I many times, too many yeah. times it's touched you in your life. Exactly. exactly. I just, you haven't I, employed it. I just felt like an asshole if I too don't start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. cold shower was the thing that was the hurdle. And Same. once I committed to that, oh, it became, that. it became the highlight of each day in terms of just this little challenge. Can I, can I overcome this? Can I do this? Uh, and also, it just feels so good. It it's does. so refreshing, especially in the heat in Madrid yeah. right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I was wondering, you, you bringing up, um, like, go, for example, going online and finding, like, a new breathing technique. Can you mm -hmm. guys maybe speak on, 
like different like how you how you found different sources of like breathing and meditation material and maybe what some of those things are because we touched on Wim Hof a bunch mm. and I know I, but I think it's important that we maybe touch on some like other things that you guys know as like meditative or breathing practices or stretching practices for example mm -hmm. okay so if, if there's any is I'm not sure if it was Wim Hof <clears throat> but is it very similar to shamanic breathing is that what it's called because um, I'd come across it before it wasn't something completely alien to me yeah. and I think it's maybe similar to shamanic breathing um, but aside from Wim Hof, which I initially got into for like his immune system boost that he oh, was yeah. like, yeah. like weaponizing his immune system and his blood cells, like wow, this yeah, this crazy. sounds crazy. Um, but touch wood, I've been pretty well for a good few years, no illnesses and stuff, so that's been on the back burner. Um, that Ashtanga yoga breathing that I found, which really helps me radiate heat from the core, it even gets to my hands and feet when I'm super cold. That I would highly recommend anyone search up and. Uh, just employ it if you live in a cold place or you find yourself getting cold hands all the time or feeling mm -hmm. cold. Definitely yeah. uh, look into that. Mm -hmm. And also there's this um, this Russian dude called Pavel. And he he was part of, I don't know, this so long story short, Soviet Union weight training program. And he has this breathing style or this stretching style. When you stretch, you basically tense every muscle that you can that you're stretching. I know that sounds completely counterproductive <laughs> for, I think, five to ten seconds. And then uh, I think you're holding your breath as well after doing a bit of hyperventilating. Guys, I'm sorry, you're going to have to look this up. <laughs> well, that's something that, like, you, yeah. Rich, you've really gotten into is, like, for example, like, I'll come over in the afternoon and I'll be like, what have you been up to? And you'll talk about, like, doing a ton of stretching. Mm. And, like, yeah. and putting that into, as, like, an integral part of, like, the workouts that you do, you know? Yeah, exactly. I uh, When I have time, I like to do some sort of breathing exercise. And then when I have, you know, everything opened up and I can take really deep breaths, then I'll do, like, a yoga online. Um, nice. Trying to practice my Spanish, so I'll watch, like, a Spanish yoga. Um, and like you said, like, most yoga is based in breathing. Mm -hmm. So with everything is just, like, really deep breaths and the stretches get really nice. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. kind of what you said earlier about, you know, when you're younger, you're always moving around, you're breathing stretching martial arts is really breathing um, heavy just when I came to that realization it made me wonder or just I guess crystallize that the breathing is really like what's doing it you know it's yeah. like the movements are all good and they're all going to do different things you're going to learn self-defense with martial arts mm -hmm. you're going to learn how to swim for a long time if you're holding your breath and taking a lot of deep breaths when you're younger at a swimming pool mm -hmm. but it's but it always comes back to the breath yeah. um, and and being present and going on other techniques that I've learned I actually just I said earlier I finished a book called breath that I've read a few other meditation books, watched a lot of podcasts. Uh, I mean, listened to a lot of podcasts, watched a lot of YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> you can also watch podcasts. Yeah, you can. Exactly. Not, not this one, sadly, but yeah, but yeah, I have watched a lot of reading <laughs> reading yet. podcasts. And so one one really good one that I learned um, is the four seven eight method. Mm -hmm, yeah. So that's a four second inhale, mm -hmm. seven second hold, and then an eight second slow exhale. <clears throat> Uh, you only need to do it like three or four times and it like really brings your anxiety down. Slows the heart rate for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And in this book, they were talking about how Wim Hof has developed his own technique, but I think it's called Tumo and it's done by like monks in the Himalayas or something. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, maybe that was... I gotta, I gotta check that fact, but it's it's something like that. And uh, But their idea is to, to breathe slowly. So the idea is that you, you want to breathe less throughout mm -hmm. the day. But it doesn't mean you're not breathing necessarily, like you know, unless it's intentionally holding your breath. But it's you know, longer like, breaths. It's longer breaths. Yeah, the oxygen and the mm -hmm. well, opening you, up. Well, you've also been. I feel like these last this last like, week or two, you've been really talking to me a lot about nose breathing. 
and yeah. just like making sure to spend conscious time throughout the day breathing just through your just through your nose like long in- inhale but making sure the exhale is longer like what what have you gathered about that that made you feel like that was something you wanted to start doing well i i studied anthropology so i'm really interested in you know uh, ethnographies about indigenous tribes or kind of like the, like the way that humans used to live before um, capital uh, capitalism and the westernization of the world took over and in a lot of the research I, ha- I have been reading a lot about it recently but it did come up when I was in uh, university a lot of times indigenous tribes were, were when they were found had great posture perfect teeth and a lot of times they had um, you know they used their plants for medicine they're very like plant-based um, mm-hmm. with their diets um, but they also had a lot of breathing techniques and the breathing techniques were like the top of the medicine food chain. You know, mm-hmm. it's like if you're getting a little bit sick, you do your breathing techniques and it was always through the nose. Um, and the book touches on how we've become mouth breathers because we've kind of, and that's created us to like kind of tilt our necks back. And when I, when, I, when I heard that, I was noticing myself on a video chat and I just kind of put my neck back. So by focusing on nose breathing, you kind of have to have good posture, especially if you want to get like big, big breaths. And I can feel my posture getting better, my breaths getting better. Um, getting more oxygen, being able to exhale slower, um, which I found out is good because I think a lot of times when we have anxiety attacks, um, we're told, you know, like take a breath or like take a, take in a deep breath in. But in, re- but, uh, in this book, they said that there's, a, uh, there's an experiment where they measure the CO2 levels and the oxygen levels of people who are having panic attacks or just kind of like freaking out, something stressful is happening. And then because of they're taking deep breaths, the oxygen oxygen levels are staying the same, but they're not getting better. And it's because their CO2 levels are getting worse because they're not exhaling out. And mm. we're kind of told that CO2 is bad. And like, obviously with global warming, it's terrible. Um, and it's not, and it's kind of, we have to be careful with it, but it is important to like train our body to exhale slowly so that we get the CO2 because we can't, we do still need it to survive. You know, it's mm-hmm. still part of life. CO2 and oxygen go hand mm. in hand. Just to go back to the cold showers, yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast, and they actually use the cold showers as a, as an example. But it's talking about you know pain or discomfort. It's the same thing as when we get anxiety and we're not living in the present. So if you go into the cold shower with the thought process of like, the coldness is actually in the past, and I'm worried about the coldness in the future. But right now, I'm just sitting here breathing. Then it really brings you into the present, where you understand that like pain is the same thing as, or pain and discomfort in the cold shower is the same thing as being anxious before going to a pregame or anxious before an interview, anxious mm-hmm. before meeting the parents or someone you're dating. Yeah. It's all abstract and not in the present, you know? Because at the end of the day, you're, at a, you're in a shower. You can turn off the shower at any point. So when you're in the present, you know that. And you're like, okay, well, I can go five seconds longer. I can go 10 seconds longer. I just got to take two more deep breaths, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's such a beautiful way of, of looking at it. And I also feel like it's appropriate to just say, at least to give like the the scientific reason behind the cold shower because I feel like we've talked about it at length but never really mm-hmm. stated yeah. why it's done in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I feel like my understanding at least from studying Wim Hof is just that uh, the cold shower is great for building up your uh, immune system's yep. ability to deal with stress mm-hmm. um, yeah. and to train that response and to, to give more to that response. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what you're talking about is inherently linked to that. Right? Exactly. You're, you're talking about like physically, like biologically training your body to be able mm-hmm. to deal with stress. I feel like once you're training yourself and mastering that ability, I feel like that transcends into social situations, into mm-hmm. all different, it permeates into all aspects of your life or has the potential to at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's a controlled, uh, it's like controlled danger. It's mm-hmm. the same thing when you're doing certain breathing exercises where you hold your breath like the four, seven, eight. When you first start doing it, that seven seconds towards the end, you're like, yo, I need to breathe. Mm. 
But if you're in the present, you know that you can breathe at any point. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna die from holding your breath mm-hmm. if you're sitting on your couch. You know, like, yes. Not if you're like swimming or something. No, but the panic the panic will uh, initially will cause you to tense, use up more of your oxygen. You'll mm-hmm. find it harder. But as yeah, once you get used to it, your body gets used to it. The efficiency increases. Yeah, it builds muscles. It's all muscles, and you can't sort of expect it all to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. So consistency, I think, is key. And look up anything that yeah that we've spoken about. I think it's all pretty beneficial and applicable to several different facets of your life. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on and do this. I think for anyone that took the time to listen, want to bring this up as something cool to think about uh, and to possibly integrate, but also mm-hmm. like not necessary as well. But guys, thank you so much for for taking the time. Thank you, and, man. Uh, Thanks yeah. for the thank opportunity. You. It was our pleasure. Great talk. Yeah.